welcome to episode one of the We Need More Cowbell podcast, talking Saturday Night Live episodes, history, cast, crew, and more. I'm your co-host, Maddie Pryor. And I'm Jamie Chaffetz. So we have been trying to get this podcast off the ground for a little bit now, um, and today we are here, February... Uh, 13th. 13th, <laughs> day before Valentine's Day. Um, finally recording uh, episode one. Yeah. Um, and today's first episode ever, we're going to talk about why we want to do this podcast, our SNL experiences, and then we'll dive into the first ever episode, which aired on October 11th, 1975. A million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't born then. <laughs> not even close. Um, so we're going to get into it. Um, so yes, Jamie, tell our listeners about a little bit about yourself and what you love about uh, Saturday Night Live. Well, I will tell you guys, I've been watching SNL uh, since before I even understood the jokes on a weekend <laughs> update. Uh, Colin Quinn was the uh, anchor, and I oh, had to be explained <laughs> what the jokes meant. They still didn't make any sense to me. I was going to say, sometimes they still don't now. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, I love the whole vibe, the silly sketches, the musical guests, uh, basically everything about the spirit of SNL. And uh, I told this to you, Maddie, already, <laughs> but uh, in high school, I would uh, spray myself with a water bottle in the face <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. to try and stay up to watch like the full episode till one o'clock in the morning of, of SNL. Um, That's fabulous. So yeah, I always <laughs> I always wanted to be doing stand up or comedy, and that didn't exactly pan out. But who knows? You who got knows time what's left, in store? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So for me, um, I just you know I really love comedy. Always have stand up, sketch comedy. I uh, took a couple improv classes. Anything really makes me laugh, and it really doesn't take much to make me laugh. Um, and when it comes to Saturday Night Live, I can distinctly remember, you know, being at sleepovers growing up and, you know, we'd either try to stay up and watch or I still have terrible sleeping habits and I always have. I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and like see the, whether it was like the rolling credits or whatever. Delusionally watching Exactly. It. And now it's like ingrained. Um, and, you know, so now basically since high school, I've seen pretty much every episode and then some, uh, well, every episode that's aired since then and then some, um, whether I watched it live or on Hulu the next day because I was not, I was not spraying myself with the face with a water bottle stand up. Um, the technique. Yes, yeah, so some may consider me a heathen uh, for not watching it live, um, yeah. but I'm old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I just love seeing what they come up with, um, current news, pop culture, especially now Now that I'm older and, I like, you know, now that <laughs> I understand, understand. <laughs> let's say, like, half, uh, half the jokes I understand. Um, but yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> so in addition to both being huge SNL fans, we've actually both had the um, awesome, awesome, awesome opportunity to be in Studio 8H ourselves. Yes. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about my story going into uh, SNL. Um, so I was turning 30 last year in March, and I wanted to distract myself from that <laughs> scary birthday. So I planned a trip to uh, try to get SNL tickets. We uh, camped out. Uh, outside on the street at 3 a.m. and there was a lot of uh, homeless looking people out there but they're actually just really dedicated fans and uh, we slept there till uh, and just hung out till 7 in the morning returned to the studio later with like really mean security guards no Aww. offense SNL they're very, <laughs> they're very strict which I rightfully so they, yeah. have, they have to be that way and uh, we saw Charles, we got in, we saw Charles Barkley and Migos oh, man. He's and uh, it was awesome it was just a really cool experience and so that was in March. So was it like extremely, extremely cold? Yeah, it snowed oh. that day. It snowed <gasps> oh, in the morning. I, I could and never. And then it rained, so the snow melted away, but it was so still freezing. So then it was in your yeah. wet and cold. So, yeah, yeah that's awful. Um, and we should mention, we're from, both of us are from New Jersey, so the city's, yeah. you know, not too far from us. Although I, you know, 
having been so close, I've actually never done the campout thing. Um, my campout thing. Time. Yeah. Oh, believe <laughs> me. Um, my story has nothing to do with camping out, or uh, and I didn't actually get to see the the live taping, but I did see um, a dress rehearsal, which was still just as incredible. Uh, coming up around the two-year anniversary of it happening. <laughs> the big day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the big day. Um, so this was sometime in February 2017. Um, the SNL Twitter just tweeted something like, you know, are you an SNL fan? Tell us why. And I was like, yes, and I will. Um, <laughs> I, You'll come to know I'm, I'm very obsessed with social media. Uh, it's what I do in my professional career and just my personal life all the time, always. So uh, I, I have a knack for winning some, some things on social media uh, when it comes to nice. comedy, things like that. Anyway, so I emailed them. I gave them like this whole story, essentially what I just said at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> um, and we somehow... Uh, got the tickets and, and we were late by like four minutes um, to our what? meeting time and I was like e emailing the the person who had emailed me from the tr the subway and I was like oh my god we're gonna be there I swear and she like <laughs> didn't even care that there, there were people behind us okay. and it actually worked out because um, where we were in line we actually sat in the front row of the top tier oh, so we were yeah. which is I think probably prime time pr yeah, yeah best seats um we were like in the back, in the corner. Hey, you know what? It doesn't. I think it's one of those places where no matter where you're at, it looks real cool. Yeah. Um, so Kristen Stewart was the host. Alessia Cara was a musical guest. She was so good, um, so awesome to hear live. Um, but I think the most significant thing about this uh, this episode was this was the first time that uh, Melissa McCarthy appeared as Sean Spicer. Excellent. Spicy. Um, so, you know, the scene starts, and it's hard to tell from from really and the angle that <laughs> this is this person is Melissa McCarthy um, and she starts talking and you know you can immediately recognize her voice and everybody loses it <laughs> uh, myself included obviously she had to pause you know people were clapping for her and everything like that it was so funny how long did it take for them to realize because <sighs> like she didn't look like herself right <laughs> probably probably a good 10-15 seconds okay. and then people are like oh <laughs> my god because you know a it's not a cast member right b she's dressed like a man <laughs> uh she's she's got this crazy angry voice you know um and also it wasn't a cold open which is usually where the the oh, rando guest yeah, stars come yeah. in right um so that was cool and uh yeah, I, I, you know, we had such a good time, um, and it, it was cool, you know, getting to see the the scenes that they cut later, because then, you know, you got a little yeah behind the scenes kind of stuff, and then obviously just seeing like the actual behind the scenes stuff, right. where how how they move in the weekend update desk. Yeah, you know? that desk is so much smaller than I imagined. <laughs> like, yeah, they really make it seem like it's like it's like this big thing, and then like the the, the shark comes out. Sometimes, <laughs> like it's a whole production, but like you look at it, and it's like this tiny little desk that they like prop up onto the stage. Like yeah, and and like Che wears like shorts underneath yeah. the jeans, you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty incredible, um, and you know something I'll never forget, and hopefully can can do it again soon. Yes. Um, so now you guys can recognize that we're <laughs> big fans and have been for a while. Um, and you may be asking yourselves, why are we doing a podcast about this? Yes, and even if you are not asking, we uh, plan to tell you anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, for <laughs> me, it's just something, uh, you know, I've wanted to get in the podcasting realm for a while. It's what I do in my community is all I do is listen to podcasts. And I figured SNL was something I could talk about a lot that other people would want to listen to. Yep. 
And uh, so I'm recent, like I'm kind of new to the podcast world. Um, I guess in the past year or two, I've uh, I've been listening to some uh, TED Radio Hour is really good. Anna Ferris is unqualified. Yes. It was surprisingly good. It's I, so good. I didn't know how funny she was. Like, oh, she's amazing. Like scary movie, funny, <laughs> but like that was funny. <laughs> yeah, like I d- I didn't really think she. I always thought she was just like a character actor. I didn't mm-hmm. like her personality is really funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just think there's a lot of opportunity to talk about stuff and learn and have fun. Sure. Plus, um, I don't know if you have noticed or picked up on this yet, but I very much like to talk a lot all the time, always. I didn't notice. Oh, <laughs> I do. So you'll learn that about me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here is our first ever episode review. Um, in our reviews, we're going to go over some sketches, talk about SNL firsts, compare it to today's shows, and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, we don't want to just spew out exactly what the episode was back to you when you can literally just go watch it yourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we want to be able to give context to these things, you know, what was going on in the world, uh, you know, why they did certain things certain ways, pr- and, you know, just provide some fun facts along the way. Um, but since this is the first... You know, we'll be talking about the first iconic episode of this show and our first soon-to-be iconic podcast yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, we're probably going to go into a bit more detail than we usually might. Yes. All right. So, um, as you can imagine, the first episode is pretty different from what you guys are used to nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, f- for instance, right, uh, the the first episode, the cold open, was a mini- minute and 30 seconds long. Um, there was no... Um, guests in it or anything like that. It was very, very simple. Uh, it's John Belushi repeating very weird <laughs> English sentences. Yeah. Um, he's saying, like, um, I'd like, <laughs> I'd like <laughs> to feed your fingertips to the, Wolver- uh, to, uh, to the Wolverines. Um, yeah. So weird. Makes no sense. Um, and his teacher, ha- the teacher he's repeating after has a heart attack. Then John Belushi follows. And then Chevy Chase comes on and just says, "Live from New York, it's Saturday night." Like, I, <laughs> so, so random. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I've actually uh, shout out to my stepdad, Larry. I uh, told him I was like, "Oh, I'm doing this, you know, podcast." Mm-hmm. I watched the episode, and he like, I started talking about John Belushi falling over, having the heart attack, and imitating the guy. And he's like, "Oh, that was so funny." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, was it? Like, <laughs> it was funny, but it was weird." Yeah, like there's no like that was the first thing they ever did yeah. of this show. It's yeah, and there's like they they provide no. Con- context or anything <laughs> you don't know who either of these characters are you don't know where they're from the you know um what's his name uh michael o'donohue is just reading a newspaper first he's not even <laughs> teaching or anything yeah and then um john Belushi just sits down and starts repeating him it's so weird <laughs> very strange yeah um so there's yeah there's no political commentary or current events no uh like costumes it's basically just stripped down uh a little sketch to just start the show that has uh, lasted for 45 years. Yeah, and another weird thing, uh, at the time the show was called NBC's Saturday Night because Howard Cassell already had a show called Saturday Night Live, um, hence the live from New York at Saturday Night. They're not saying like, you know, A, we're live, and B, it's Saturday. That's literally the show's name was Saturday <laughs> the Night. <laughs> and they kept it. Yeah, right. <laughs> they kept that thing going. Um, so, as you may or may not know, the cast was introduced as the not ready for primetime players. Uh, this was a kind of a, like a jab at Cassell, who whose show featured the primetime players. Um, in the first episode, though, Don Pardo slips and <laughs> calls them the not for ready primetime players. Um, no one will remember. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it's on Hulu or anything. <laughs> um, either way, uh, the cast, the original cast, included Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, um, who I've never really seen under her sketch 
just till I saw this and oh, I think she's, she's awesome amazing. I just heard like I know like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler talk about her and I just I know that she's kind of a legend so yeah. I was excited that I got to see some of her stuff mm-hmm. um, then there's Dan Aykroyd John Belushi Chevy Chase who was a hunk back in the day apparently, <laughs> apparently I didn't know that yeah. <laughs> um, and George Coe and Michael Adonio <laughs> it's funny that Chevy Chase was a yeah, hunk yeah I know. Um, just seeing him on Community <laughs> yeah. actually like that it's funny uh, so as Jamie mentioned earlier uh, this first episode aired um, October 11th 1975 again we, we were not born <laughs> <close>. um, <laughs> uh, George Carlin was the host and there's actually two musical guests um, and they each actually got to perform twice which is interesting uh, the guests were Billy Preston and Janice Ian and they actually, uh, in the in the theme song, uh, they mentioned Carlin first before anyone else, which I thought was weird because if you had never seen the show before, which at the time nobody, had, <laughs> um, it makes it seem like he's like the star of the show, except. Yeah. You, you know, obviously not. He's the, he's the host and he just does the monologues and doesn't do. Yeah, he's not in any of the sketches. Yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. And then, uh, yeah, so I, uh, just watching George Carlin's joke, I mean, he was pretty relevant even up until he passed away, mm-hmm. you know, however many years ago that was when I was younger. But I felt like his jokes were the most relevant out mm-hmm. of anything. Like, some just to the test of time, like the, we're going to talk about it later, but the uh, football versus baseball <laughs> and the one where he says, like, do you ever look at a crowd of people on TV who are old and... <laughs> wonder who's dead <laughs> I'm like I'm wondering if you're dead you are <laughs> it's messed up but he, he would appreciate that yeah maybe. no I, I completely agree. I mean you know George Carlin's one of the great greatest comedians of all time so yeah um, it's only right that his stuff you know kind of st- stands the test of time kind of thing yeah <clears throat> Um, so other things uh, introduced during the intro are a film by Albert, uh, Albert Brooks, Jim Henson's Muppets, which we'll definitely get into <laughs> later, and comedians Valerie Broomfield and Andy Kaufman. Yeah, so it's pretty bizarre that they introduce all of these. Th- it's, they're like, here's here's a show that you know nothing about, and here's the cast. Oh, and also here's a thousand other things. <laughs> um, you know, it's like if in today's show they said, here's your cast, host, musical guests, and then we're just going to give Dave Chappelle and Ali Wong, you know, sometimes they're just going to try out their new stuff. All right, you know what? Let's throw in Elmo uh, and Big Bird and uh, a film by one of our writers. You know, yeah, it's, it's just so random. <laughs> they just threw in whatever the heck they wanted to and they saw, were... if, you know, tried to see if it stuck. Yeah. I guess it did. Yeah, I think it did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, now we'll just, we again, you know, we don't want to, just spew regurgitate everything back to you <laughs> as, as the episode is but you know we'll talk about a couple of different sketches um you know first ups first uh first ups first that's first the thing first. people say <laughs> <laughs> it's a new thing we yeah, just created it it's our new hashtag <laughs> um so the monologue by george carlin his first one at least he gives four i think Some, which is awesome i yeah. wish they would do that more often <laughs> um and nothing really different here that I noticed, except, um, you know, he doesn't come from the back of the stage. He just comes through the audience, which yeah. if, he, if the host came through the audience People while I was there, I would have been him. able to like, <laughs> Yeah, that too, if it was like Justin Timberlake, <laughs> they would like, like, you need know. security. Yeah. <laughs> security. <laughs> security. <laughs> um, but yeah, he talks about uh, the difference between baseball and p- football, which is pretty funny. Yeah, but he, he goes into how uh, baseball is pretty for kind of like pansy-ish and <laughs> football is very technical and manly yeah. like football you know you're on a field and you're marching down the you're marching down the yards and in baseball you're you know you're in a you're just it's you're in a park day, you're in a park yeah no, <laughs> there's no time limit it goes and you, and and you sacrifice for yeah. others oh it's funny yeah, yeah it's, pretty it's good. a funny thing um yeah. 
Yeah, so then uh, the first uh, sketch they do outside of um, the cold open and the monologue is pretty <laughs> funny, actually. It's really short, um, and I, I think that's pretty common throughout the, the whole first episode is the sketches are really, really short. Um, but this one is basically, uh, you know, Dan Aykroyd sitting at home with his family, and they say, like, you know, you love your family, but what would happen if <laughs> you were out of the picture? Yeah. Essentially, like, what would happen if you died in some yeah. horrific way? And, and it comes so Dan Aykroyd with really good graphics and oh, like, effects, do, 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 yeah, do, 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 do. goes like disappears from the couch. Um, and Chevy Chase comes in and he is the new dad. So there's this insurance policy where instead of your old husband who you just completely forget about, you get a brand new dad who satisfies all things necessary. <laughs> and then at the end they say uh, uh, tops and pops. <laughs> so stupid. I didn't even get that. I don't. It's uh, just like they're the tops. Oh, they're tops. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Oh man, and they have like a picture of uh, of Dan Aykroyd. He <laughs> gets like replaced by Chevy Chase or whatever. Or they put, they stick a thing on. They so stick, I think it's a sticker. Stick, yeah. yeah, they stick yeah. his face over. Yeah, over it's literally like a forty-five second sketch. Yeah, and like okay, we're done. Like, yeah, did, was there were people laughing? I don't remember if people. Even it wasn't overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, you know, it wasn't as as loud. I don't think as George Carlin's yeah. uh, monologue. But I think, you know, you're it's still people have no idea what's, what's going on. They're like, what is, what is this show? Who are you people? And yeah. why are you replacing each other when you die? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I, I thought was weird, um, so right away they get into the music. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So Billy seven Preston. and a half minutes into the episode, Billy Preston plays the song. Um, so it eventually became a number one hit. It was nothing from nothing. Um, but... Um, yeah. yeah, so Don Pardo just announces him instead of what we're used to, which is a cast member. But, um, yeah, it just was so interesting that they were like, this is a variety sketch yeah. show. <laughs> like, they were like, we're doing this and comedy <laughs> and sketch and music, and it's all within the it's, first seven and a half minutes. Yeah, you get it all. I yeah. guess they wanted, they were like, maybe we'll get cut after yeah. uh, people will stop watching if they don't have That's the music. That's true, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. Um, oh, the courtroom. Oh, man. The courtroom. It's the first time to see Gilda Radner. Yeah, it's amazing. She, that was pretty fun. Apparently, my, I don't know if this is true or not, but my stepdad, another shout out to him, was <laughs> saying that that was like an old joke. Like huh. the courtroom, like not that exact thing, but the premise of like the girl oh, falling okay. asleep and then like seeing yeah, her. Yeah. But um, could could be, could not be. I don't know. Yeah. So um, two, first time to see two of the best SNL uh, cast members ever, Jane Curtin and Gilda Radner. Um, and Gilda Radner doesn't even have any lines. Yeah, she just <laughs> she, <laughs> she winks just, at him. Or she winks yeah. and gives like the okay sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think she does a John Belushi, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, you know, watch it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, you, you understand. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about Andy Kaufman? Because it was so weird. It was so, so weird. weird. It was so weird. <laughs> I'm sure people who are, um, let's just say, older than us. Um, would say that us saying Andy Kaufman uh, is anything but the greatest comedian of all time is like blasphemy, yeah. but it's just so weird. Yeah. Especially, again, yeah. in this context where people have no idea what this show is yet. Yeah. And he also, you know, what he does is he, he it's just him on stage with a record player <laughs> and he plays the theme for the Mighty Mouse TV show, which is not even on um, the, the, it's not even airing anymore at that time. So it's it's pretty sure it stopped airing like five years prior. So it's not even relevant to them. Right. So it's it's just the theme song plays, and then he lip syncs a part to it. 
and then he he like outstretches his arm every like yeah like I don't know thirty seconds yeah, and that's then like it. but he's not outstretching or lip syncing he's just standing there like yeah. staring takes a sip of water yeah it's so bizarre there must be some people lose it <sighs> they think it's so funny it's it's I don't yeah know. I don't think it's I, my thing is I don't think it's not funny but it's not. I don't, it's hard to understand. I think if anyone else did it, you'd be like, this is the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> you have was to, he, like, Was he, like, around a lot before? I'm guessing he was pretty big. I think, I mean, I think he was, I don't think he was, like... like to be on r- Right. I don't think he was, like, Carlin or, like, Richard Pryor level, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he was, he was well-known enough, I guess, to, yeah. <laughs> to be able to prop up on NBC with a record player <laughs> and lip-sync the words to the Mighty Mouse theme song and get laughs for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> he, he was a... Character. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, George Carlin comes back on to tell more jokes, introduces Jan- Janice Ian, who I've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. But how I'd describe her as, like, I, I wrote this down when I was taking notes. I would describe <laughs> her as, like, a Grease meets, like, um, Grease Carol the movie. King. Grease the movie <laughs> meets Carol King meets, like, nowadays emo music. Oh, man. Because, like, she, ha- she has, like, a fro, but she's, like, really emotional. Yeah, but, like, super emotional. But, like, amazing song. Oh, yeah. But, like, it, it was just something else. Yeah, she played uh, at 17, which won her a Grammy at some point. Um, yeah, I agree. It was super emotional. And I, I think I, I remember reading that she apparently got a bunch of letters. Not necessarily from this performance, just from the song saying that she never got letters. So people. Wait, like, they said she never got letters. In her song, she writes that she never oh, got, I or she never got didn't something. Pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I read it. Don't worry. Um, no, I made it up. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that was just interesting um, and a very different performance than Billy Preston, who's was like upbeat and yeah. jamming. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the next sketch was I I thought was pretty funny. Um, it was with Jane Curtin uh, in her first of many uh, roles as a, um, what would you say, like a, like a host of a talk show, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so she's uh, <laughs> she's hosting this segment called Victims of Shark Bite, <laughs> um, and it's her. All it is is her and John Belushi, and John Belushi's got his, uh, well, what looks like he doesn't have an arm. Yeah. So he's wearing like a suit, <laughs> and so his arm. Um, Sleeve, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeve is sticking out. Uh, and she says, you know, what happened to you? And he's like, well, uh, I was swimming and it just came up and bit me. And she said, when did this happen? And and when she asks that, he takes out his <laughs> actual hand that is still there and to, starts to count. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. He counts like, months or something like hand. that. Um, but basically the reason why this was ended up being so funny, um, not just because John Belushi is, is a wacko um but jaws came out that year so like people were going bonkers over like any sort of like shark sightings or the mention yeah. of sharks yeah or, um, that's interesting because i feel like a lot of the jokes are contextual like and if we understand like you know if we get deep about it yeah where it came <laughs> from then we could we could appreciate it maybe right. maybe the uh the andy coffin thing was maybe something we just don't get I maybe don't it was a popular song on the radio yeah <laughs> um yeah and then there's the Jamatol ad with Chevy <laughs> Chase describing uh, Michael O'Donoghue as his wife. I didn't get this either, but apparently Jaritol is a thing. Yeah, so, I, I, again, I read this. Um, 
and I guess there was a very similar commercial at the time for something called Geritol, and it was a man and a woman, and this man is just being super patronizing about his wife and saying, like, I love my wife. She does this, this, and that, <laughs> and she takes Geritol. <laughs> and so what they do is they do literally the same thing, but th- and he Chevy Chase even says, my wife, but it's still... Michael. Donald. Oh like, yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Just connected. I'm a little slow. No, I used no, to no. be blonde, oh. so it carried over. <laughs> no, it um, was. It's so. You know what it reminds me of is like the um, the poster for Step Brothers. Where they're just like smiling, yeah, and, like, like <laughs> up, and they're wearing the weird sweaters. Yeah, just an awkward, awkward yeah. moment. And then uh, this was a, a, another. Um, <gasps> so excited! Another fun tidbit uh, is Paul Simon came on. He's holding a guitar, doesn't play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he comes on to say that he'll be on next week with his ex-partner Garfunkel for a little Simon Garfunkel reunion. And everybody's Excellent. like, yay! But it's just interesting that. Um, they have the next week's host come to say, hey, yeah. I'm hosting They're next like week. They're, like, their... <laughs> yeah. But it's just also weird that he stands there with the guitar and doesn't, yeah. doesn't say it. Like, not even, like, a little strum. Like, he just wanted to look so cool. Right. <laughs> and then Paul Simon, you know, ended up becoming, like, a big fan of SNL, and I think vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing ever is when he... Is he dressed as a turkey playing basketball? Or are those two different sketches? Those are two different sketches, I think. No, there's one where he's a turkey <laughs> singing. And then there's one where he plays basketball against, like, oh, who is it? Maybe Kareem? I don't know. But it's bonkers. We'll talk about it well, eventually. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then there's Weekend Update with Chevy Chase. Uh, okay, so... I uh, do you want to take it away for this part? Uh, sure. So, um, first couple jokes he makes are like actually, um, like newsy. Um, you know, eventually weekend update goes into, you, you know, they usually start with um, real, well, <laughs> quote unquote real news, not not fake news because I hate that term, but yeah. um, <laughs> things that are actually happening, current events, and then they go into like silly one-liners, which are still my favorite. But it's interesting because this on this first episode they, they do stick with the newsy stuff. So there's a whole joke about um, Jimmy Hoffa going missing that year. Um, Emperor Hirohito, uh, I guess, was in the states, and then him and his wife flew over to uh, Tokyo to meet Mickey Mouse or something. I don't know. It's again, we're, we were not <laughs> alive, um, and they they rip on President Gerald Ford a lot, um, starting with this episode. Um, you know, everybody. Uh, in the current White House uh, is is always like, meh, SNL, or as they say, SNL, um, <laughs> about, you know, uh, you know them ragging on them all the time, but they really have done it since day one. They always make fun of whoever, whoever is president. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, he says um, something around the lines of President Ford blew his nose and security... Uh, uh, secret security, sorry. Uh, oh, secret service. Secret oh my goodness. <laughs> secret security. Secret se- You'll never know we're there. Um, <laughs> secret service has to like make sure he's okay. He bumped his head three times getting into the, pre- into the helicopter, and they want to make sure that they didn't lower the helicopter's roof, which <laughs> is stupid. And then they said his slogan is, "If he's so dumb, how come he's president?" So don't let anyone tell you that they're super mean to presidents now and weren't back then because yes. they were. <laughs> oh man. And then they, they they get into this um, running joke about the Blaine Hotel. And they say that there's a, a murder that just happened like half an hour 
earlier. Lorraine <laughs> Newman's literally standing there, and there's a dead guy in the crowd. <laughs> so stupid. And she's like, live on the scene. This just happened. It's like the 37th murder that's yeah. happened in months. And then, like, three minutes later, they're like, guess of SNL, stay at the Blaine Hotel. Like, yeah. For being funny. Um, oh, and... Uh, you didn't get that one? No. Okay, so... No, that's fine. So, um... They did another, uh, as you know, SNL does the you know the funny fake commercials just like the Jared all, and then there's one about um, try opening, and it's just two hands, and they're talking about uh, oh she just got yeah, it the light just try went, <laughs> light just went on and Jamie said try, try opening open <laughs> so they show two yeah. hands that are uh, that are um, you know just kind of going back and forth and they're talking about arthritis and you know having having your hands hurt and stuff like that and then they <laughs> they give the hands this pill bottle that is impossible to open and it's called a try open there I'm, we I'm go slow. oh no you're not slow <laughs> uh, and then chevy chase just wraps it up say, by saying good night and have a pleasant tomorrow and he he actually uh had a little like tip not a tip uh he had like a little he messed up one of his things. I don't know if you saw that part. Mm. He was like, oh, excuse me, I lost my spot. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, like breaking awesome. the fourth yeah. wall. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the next part is, uh, I don't know. It's the I'm best. Not, I don't know about this part. <laughs> the sketch. Uh, can we call it that? Can we well, call so it? what it's really called <laughs> is the Land of Gorge. You heard me right. The Land of Gorge. Uh, but we're going to call it from here on out, Muppets on Acid. Yes. <laughs> um, trademark. Yeah, trademark. <laughs> TM. So, I don't even... So, here, let's set the scene. Uh, it was, <laughs> it's a gross-looking planet. Like, like apocalyptic. Yeah. Kind of strange. Um, and you see this guy whose name is Plubis, <laughs> which sounds inappropriate, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the king, uh, and he's voiced by Jim Henson himself. Um, oh, and we say Muppets on Acid. This is really actually the Muppets, like, branded from Jen- Jim Henson. Oh, it is. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I guess him and uh, him and Lauren were buddies. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> Plubis. And then Plubis has a friend named Scred. <laughs> I don't know where they go up these names. Like, they were high. I think that's, there was the acid. Um, who's kind of like his Igor. Um, he's got, like, a hump, but he follows him around and says, like, what can I help you with, sir? That was actually a pretty good impersonation, yeah, Michael. That's, that's, that's excellent. Thank you. Uh, then there's his wife, uh, Puta, <laughs> which just sounds gross. Um, like vomit or something. Yeah. <laughs> she has like some medical issue in this this uh, sketch. Um, and then there's, I think her name is Vaz. The oh the. Uh, the she's like the, the young, hot young, body. you know, <laughs> mistress of Plubus. Yeah. Uh, so so. Puta says to Plubis, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. Puta says to Plubis, like, I've got a problem. You need to go to the mighty Favag, which also sounds like an inappropriate word, but I swear it's not. Um, and he's just like this big stone guy. Like the, um, you ever seen that at the museum? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want gum gum. Yes. Tum tum, yum yum. That's what he looks like. Um, and so each of the, the gorch <laughs> sketches usually ends with Favog saying, you know, something that you think is supposed to be philosophical and ends up being, like, kind of dumb. Um, yeah. Because Plubus and Scred uh, end up sacrificing something, whether it's chickens or, or something like that. And then Favog just says, all right, here's my advice to you to help your, help your poor suffering wife. Cheer up. Things could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Muppets on Acid. Yeah, anyway. Muppets. Uh, <laughs> more to come on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so then there's uh, George Carlin back from our jokes. Um, Albert Brooks film, The Impossible Truth. Oh man, it's so it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> he does like these weird newspaper headlines that aren't true, but like. They could be true. Yeah. Uh, like a blind taxi driver. Oh, the, like, that, that was... <laughs> he, like, refuses to, to not I, get paid not, to do yeah, his job. Yeah. <laughs> I got worried. He started driving away blind. And I was yeah. like, is he really... Is he really going to just <laughs> drive blind? Very odd. Albert Brooks makes some, some pretty funny stuff, though, as the, uh, as the series goes on. Yes. And, and then there's B Hospital. Oh, yes. Mr. B. Mr. B. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a drone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a turn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the first of a bunch of sketches where all the guys on the show are dressed as bees. <laughs> and they're just walking around in a circle. And they have, like, ridiculous <laughs> antennae, which I think makes it funny. Or, yeah. Um, and I guess it's supposed to be like a soap opera, like instead of General Hospital. It's just bee instead hospital. Instead of the Californians. <laughs> <laughs> the Californians. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um uh, we read that uh, Lorne said the only critique that, which is surprising, the only critique that the network had of the entire first episode was the bees. Really? Yeah, they were like, we don't like it, cut it. <laughs> and so Lorne was like, okay, I'll include it from every episode, yeah. <laughs> and every episode from here on out. Um, yeah. Which is pretty funny. Um, I think when I went to go see the SNL exhibit, they had it in the city a couple years ago, um, they had one of the bee costumes. <laughs> like, awesome. That's awesome. Um... Yeah, yeah. So, um, ah, then then we get to see Gilda Ratner actually talk. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Oh, oh, sorry, we're here. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess again, I read because we weren't alive. <laughs> um, there, there was a recession in the 1970s, and so at you know late night TV was chock full of ads of uh, for people who want to get different kind of trainings and and hiring. Uh, for like all kinds of odd jobs so that's what this was okay. was a play on that um, makes sense yeah so basically Gilda Ratner is is you know just at home whatever and she gets a call asking to be an operator for the operators uh, or something like a standby for yeah. the operators um, of these people having to to make the calls um so it's just she like was, a really yeah. little. She yeah. was. She just played like a dumb. Not yeah. dumb. She was playing dumb. Yeah, like, but <laughs> she, <laughs> was, she wasn't dumb. I'm we not swear. That. <laughs> um, and then Valerie Bromfield. This Jamie's I, favorite. I didn't get it. I just <laughs> I didn't. It didn't make any sense. And I tried to like it. Yeah. And I was like, but I just it wasn't feeling it. She. What? Can you? Do you understand it? Like, yeah. So well. Yes and no. Um. It's hard to say which was weirder, this or Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so what what Valerie did was um, she came on to the stage um, and just started talking about um, the big the big volleyball game coming yeah. up that night. Like she was a coach or like a teacher talking to their students, and then without any sort of um, like signal or, yeah. anything, she turns into one of the players and says, oh. like, we have to be so great because <laughs> the boys are so cute. She just was, like, switching personalities. I didn't know what was yeah. going on. I thought she was the same person, yeah. and I was like, what? And it was, like, a 35-second Yeah, it went on. Bit. It went on. <laughs> and then she just stopped. Like, okay, that was... Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I just wish that 
either well I guess Andy Kaufman didn't really do stand up but I wish one of them did stand up just so, just to like to mix it up with George Carlin yeah. you know just to to get there not that you're really gonna get better than George Carlin yeah um, then there's a show us your guns, show us your which was goods. weird and so weird. It was alright. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Um, it's I find it interesting because this was in 1975, and this was essentially saying too many people have guns, and it's yeah. 2019, and still too many people yeah. have guns. Like on their wedding day, pulling out a big like <laughs> rifle girl? thing. So what they did is they said, you know. Our camera crew is, is going around, and we said, show us your guns. It's <laughs> supposed to be like, a, uh, I guess there was a cigarette commercial, so they were saying, show us your larks. Larks is a weird name. but yeah. um, So they went around on a, on a, I don't even know what you call it, like a parade float it looked like, yeah, right? Yeah. With a big banner that says, show us your guns, and all kinds of people had them. A guy mowing the lawn, <laughs> a really old lady, a, a woman like, pushing her kid in a stroller. <laughs> Um, Everyone. Yeah, so that was just interesting that that long ago we were trying to get common sense gotten lost in. Yeah. Not to get political. We're still in that struggle. And then um, George Carlin came back for more jokes. (laughs) So like (laughs) he said, like three or four times he came on. Um, And then Billy Preston performed Fancy Lady. Lady. Uh, Yeah. Should we talk about the cowbell? What's the cowbell? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell, you tell. <laughs> so I noticed this, and I wrote it down on my little piece of paper that I was taking notes on. But Billy Preston's drummer had a cowbell on yes. his drum set. And those are podcasts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Inception, I think. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, so then there was a Trojan Horse Home Security, which w- I got another chance to see Gilda Radner in action, mm. so it was pretty cool. Yeah, and um, Dan Aykroyd really got to show us stuff too. Yeah, that that was it was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I think it was pretty good. Honestly, out of out of all this, the sketches, I think that That's one was the most. I think it was my favorite just because it was the most like well thought out as far yeah. as like, <laughs> first of all, I think it was probably the longest. Yeah, um, it was, it was long. you got to see a lot of people. Um, and you know, it just was funny. It was, yeah. it was. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, triple track commercial. Al Franken is a caveman. Had a terrible experience and had to go to the hospital. Yeah, he guess I guess he passed out from the the glue they used to to attach the wig to his head. Um, and then he got glass stuck somewhere and had to get a tennis shot or something. Essentially, he had like the worst possible experience you could have in like your first ever t- like TV thing. Okay. Um, but it was just a, it was just like a silly shaving commercial. <clears throat> and then Oh wait, was that where they showed the plucking of the yes. hair? Oh, that was so, so like gross. That was like my OCD. It was just like, you just get it over with already. Like they would like shave his <laughs> shave his beard and then they like zoomed in on one follicle and oh, like it, it so plucked. Gross. It's like the first the first blade doesn't quite get it. Pulled it, and the second blade <laughs> pulled it even more, and the third blade eventually like cut it. So. It's very gross. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then George Carlin introduces Janice Ian. She plays in the winter, uh, and then that's that's uh, just about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the episode wrap wrapped yeah. up. So he says thanks, and and he actually does push his upcoming album, which he I think does. Is yeah, funny. He had a, like a, an actual yeah like a album a vinyl thing, yeah. and then um, one fun thing about the credits is that. Um, Lauren thought Lauren Michaels thought it would be funny to include Bud in everyone's <laughs> names, like he liked nicknames, I guess. Which reminds me of um, I don't know if you watch The Simpsons ever, but every Halloween episode, oh it's okay. <laughs> every Halloween episode they put like um, some sort of scary, spooky something into everyone's names. 
So that reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, that is the it. That that, that is, is the, the it. it. <laughs> that is the it. We have to end every time saying that now. <laughs> Great. That is the it. Yeah. Um, so that is a wrap on our first ever episode. Woo! Yay! We're great. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who's yes. tuned in. You guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like what you heard from us, do a favor for us. <laughs> do us a favor. <laughs> And rate, us. <laughs> rate us, review us, subscribe everywhere, all that. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much yes. uh, to the Digital Learning Lab here at Princeton University for letting us use their space. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the pleasure of working at Princeton, um, and they let staff, students, faculty come in here and podcast whenever they want. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but just as an FYI, too, um, we we uh, got some of this information just from watching the episodes. Um, some uh, the books uh, about SNL. One's called Saturday Night Live FAQ and Live from New York. Um, just as an, you know, we don't want to. We didn't just know that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and also, uh, you can follow us right now on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, the handles for all three of those are are at More Cowbell Pod. There's not a lot on there yet, but <laughs> we'll get um, there. we're both we both love social media, so there will definitely be stuff there. Yes, and if you have any requests, um, corrections, or just want to tell us how great we are, <laughs> um, definitely that you one. You can uh, email us at More Cowbell Podcast at gmail dot com. Yes, uh, and in the future, we hope to have guests on too. So if you have any friends or family that either have a cool SNL story like we did. <laughs> Um, Or if you know someone who currently works at SNL or has worked on the show or worked with a cast member or writer, essentially anyone who has any sort of Kevin Bacon, seventh degree, sixth degree, seventh degree, sixth degree separation? If you have a sixth degree separation with anyone from Saturday Night Live, let us know in that email too. I met Colin Jost once. Does that count? Yes, me too. He had a a piece of bagel in his tooth, like everything bagel. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. I'm sorry. Oh my I'm bad for him. And he has such nice teeth. He does. <laughs> <laughs> They're so large and white. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I think that's going to uh, do it for our first episode. Yes. And so with that, we'll say, we will say if you've got a fever, the only cure, cure is, is more cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Woo. All right. Yeah.